1: Former Vice President Joe Biden said yesterday he will only select a vice president who is younger than him. So, I guess you're out of luck, Redwood Trees. (laughs) But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head.
2: <laughs> I thought that was funny.
1: I wasn't listening. Oh, uh,
2: We can play that joke again for, for Joe Getty. It's his birthday. Hey, you Former Vice to. President okay.
1: Joe Biden said yesterday he will only select a Vice President who is younger than him. So <laughs> I guess you're out of luck, Redwood Trees. <laughs> now I get it. I was researching our next segment. Uh, in, including the new Major League Baseball playoff uh, proposal? Yeah, what? I don't like it. I don't like changing things. I thought it was a things. joke. I, I saw it. I don't like changing
2: things, and this is a radical change. So that in a moment. Uh, that Biden thing reminded me, um, tonight could be the night that he is alone in a room and realizes his dream of being president is dead. I have read so many books about presidential campaigns. And similar to the World Series or the Super Bowl, you only get one winner. Everybody else at some point lost. Mm -hmm. And the people that are actually thinking they could win, like Andrew Yang never thought he was actually going to become president um but the people that actually thought they could elizabeth warren bernie sanders people like that apparently from everything i've ever read it is devastating when you finally realize it's not going to happen just and they all describe it as worse than anything that's ever happened to them it just mm-hmm. it just
1: you're being rejected by a nation and are forever branded as a reject
2: i think that that's obviously part of it i think the other part of it is you have to put so much into it Right. None of us listening right now have ever tried as hard at anything as these people do at being president. I busted my neck. And that's almost certainly true, unless you've ever worked 18 hours a day for years for one thing. Mm. Uh, And put all, you know, just sacrificing your family, everything. And your dignity to a certain extent because you have to lie a lot. But right. anyway, I never I was, had that in the first place.
1: That's not a hurdle. That helps. Um, having, having your soul uh, outside your body for months and months at a time uh, takes a toll <laughs> as well as they have to check it at the door.
2: And I remember reading in the book, uh, What It Takes, best book ever written about campaigns, uh, Bob Dole, and it was after New Hampshire. And, and Biden could have the similar thing tonight. Biden lost Iowa. He's going to come back in New Hampshire. He loses New Hampshire. And he goes into a room and sits there in the dark, and he realizes he's not going to be president. He continues to run like Biden will, you know, hoping against
0: hope. But
2: it hit hit him at that moment. I'm not going to be president. It Mm -hmm. was just like the world closed in on him, and it was Uh, just the lowest of lows. That's going to happen to Joe Biden tonight when he finishes, like, fourth place. (laughs) And he realizes, I ran three times. I'm too old to ever run again. It ain't going to happen. Bob Dole
1: listens to Armstrong and Getty.
0: Says who? Bob Dole says
1: who? That reminds me so much of the, of the feeling when I really, really, I mean, really, desperately wanted a, uh, a chicken sandwich and I went to Chick Fil A, but it was closed because it was Sunday. I mean, it was devastating. <laughs> it took me a while to bounce back from that.
2: So this is an interesting one. It's it's uh, not really politics, although it's, uh, it comes out of politics. There's um, a lot of people are calling for a video an edited video of Nancy Pelosi be taken down. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. I don't know what YouTube is doing with it. The The video was edited to make it look like she tore up the copy of Trump's speech right after he paid tribute to some of the special guests, after the Tuskegee Airmen, after the military family being reunited, all the touching stuff. The little girl getting her scholarship? Yeah, the touching stuff that nobody could argue with. So you show those in a clip, and then you show Nancy tearing up the speech. Yeah. And so people are calling to take that down and saying it suggests that she was, you know, pooing on those moments. Yeah. When she tore up the speech. Idiotic demand. But go on. Much later in the evening. And so this is a real, uh, I hope that Twitter and Facebook and YouTube all hold their ground and continue to allow this video to be up there. Because if they give in, God, I don't know where we are. Uh, on, on, on parody and satire. Susan
1: Nossel, who's a chief of... Well, and it's not even parody or satire. It's merely compressing the time.
2: Susan Nossel, chief executive of a free speech advocacy group called Pan America, said demanding takedown of this video would open the door to ban a great deal of parody. Viewers can tell she didn't rip up the speech multiple times in exactly the same way. Harsh, nasty, underhanded, but parody often is. Yeah, um, Exactly. And...
1: One of the CEOs or COOs of, I can't remember if it was uh, Facebook or YouTube, said, look, did those things happen and did she tear up the speech? Yes. The editing of it, the shifting of the time, that's just not nearly uh, in the realm that we would take down.
2: Well, the media and public affairs professor at George Washington University told the Washington Post that we all know the difference between editing something to make it more clear and editing something to make it more deceptive. And this was to be more deceptive.
1: That's fine. You get to be deceptive. Have you read the First Amendment there, professor? That's a ridiculous argument. The same way that somebody from Pelosi's side
2: could edit up the State of the Union with all the points that he made where they thought he was just kind of grand state, right?
1: Right. And then have her rip that up. You can post that one, too. Right. Showing that it was deserved that she should tear it up because he's ridiculous. Hey, Michael, what's our most ridiculous Trump clip? Is it probably the uh, da 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 one? <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Okay, so what if you had a, a string of illegal immigrants who contribute to their community? This woman volunteers in her child's third grade classroom and helps other children learn to read. Trump says, "Go ahead, hit the clip, Michael." <laughs> And then another one, this illegal immigrant is uh, donates uh, to the Cancer Society and is a pillar of their community. Ah, ah, ah. You know, on and on. It, it, did those two things happen? No. Does it make a legitimate political point from that point of view? Of course it does. God, reject those arguments reflexively. Anybody who wants to limit the First Amendment or trot all over it saying, well, that's kind of unfair, you, they're They're a monster. God, I could hit you with an hour's worth of quotes from our our founding generation about how the one thing you can never, ever, ever give up is your freedom of speech. George Washington University professors. Seek that guy out and shake him by his tweed sport coat. Tear the patches Uh, off his elbows and slap him with him.
2: So we'll keep an eye on it and see if that uh, video gets to stay up or not. So uh, Major League Baseball looking at a major change in the way they do the playoffs. First of all, the part I dislike the Ever. most is adding teams. Yes. We don't need more teams and more games, in my opinion, but there's way more money involved, so every league always does it.
1: Right, but if you play 162 games for the love of Abner Doubleday, <gasps> you need more playoffs? Great, Scott. So they're considering uh, adding two wildcard teams in each league to the postseason giving the team with the league's best overall record a bye into the division series.
2: The best part I like is that if you are uh, the wild card, it's a three-game series, and all three games are road games. The other team gets to play at home for all three games. So it's a best two out of three, all at the non-wild card team. And according to the New York Post, which is an interesting way to
1: do it, um, according to the New York Post, the division winners with the second best record in each league would get to pick their opponent That's another from among one. the three wild card teams
0: i love that so aspect. you don't
1: get home field and a bye for first couple of rounds but you get to say oh come on now to uh, the, the the brewers they can they're, they're terrible i don't even know how they got in the playoffs yeah we'll play the brewers or you know how a team gets hot their record isn't
2: that good, but they're oh, yeah.
1: clearly the hottest team in the league. Please, see wildcard World Series champions.
2: Yeah, uh, many of them over the last uh, many years. Um, yeah, so you avoid that super hot team, or maybe for whatever there is and they got one pitcher that, that that gives you all kinds
1: of problems, and you so you don't choose that team. So here's the reality TV part. That selection deal would take place the Sunday night the regular season ends with reps of all the playoff teams gathered together for a Selection Sunday-type show.
2: So the Yankees might
1: choose to play the Boston Red Sox or not. Right. Or dodge them. Uh-huh. Well, dodge them, according to you know whoever would say that sort of thing. Um, but you have more interest. In, and listen, attendance at Major League Games decreased for the seventh consecutive year last year. <coughs> so Major League Baseball, listen, with all due respect to traditionalists like myself, they're thinking, look, we're running a TV show slash live event here and we're seeing our audiences shrink, we're going to try something. It would keep more teams in playoff contention later in the season. But yes, but so what's the 162 games for then?
2: That, that's the problem.
1: Well, for you making slog- money, obviously. Well, yeah. yeah, you
2: slog through that season and you get hardly a reward
1: for it. Well, right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. You win your division and, and the Yankees choose whether to play you or not. And <laughs> uh-huh. I
2: really think the best two out of three and you get all your games at home or not. Is is an interesting wrinkle. No, no sports league
1: second in each league. Yeah, no sports league has ever done that before. Yeah, that that is an interesting wrinkle. It would it does incentivize trying hard till the final game. And even though you're clearly in the playoffs, you'd want to keep digging for a better playoff position.
2: Here's the question: When teams get to choose who they play, will they choose who they can beat the easiest, or will they choose who's going to make us the most money? The team has no incentive in terms of. Yeah, the revenue share. You'll, you'll make way more money by playing another series. They can't be pushed by anybody because there's obviously there's way more money in playing you know the Red Sox than playing money for who
1: the league no, as the, a whole,
2: the TV advertisers, whoever.
1: Yeah, well the league might try to massage those results like the NBA has mm-hmm. allegedly, um, but individual teams wouldn't because they share the revenue to, to keep the small market teams afloat. Uh, the other uh, note for Major League Baseball is it is. Virtually a certainty that the electronic eye strike zone is coming.
2: And will that eliminate umpires, or will no. you have both? Just so no. like having the driver in a self driving car.
1: Well, you, you have the umps not only potentially if there's a problem with that, but uh, for foul tips, for plays at the plate, for box, for all sorts of calls that but they make. But strikes
2: and balls would be all electronic?
1: No, the uh, the will, yes. The ump wow. stand there and hear strike. They'll raise their right hand. Ball.
2: It's probably a good idea.
1: Yeah, maybe. They're, they're, what if about the human element, says people who say that sort of thing. <laughs> and well said, people Blue who say that sort of thing. <laughs> well, there are, it's funny, there are ball and strike calls in baseball that nobody wants. If the catcher sets up way right. inside and the guy throws a horrendous breaking pitch and the catcher has to dive across the plate but it actually technically catches a bit of the plate there is no player there's no umpire there's no coach that wants that called a strike um just because uh, baseball is weird but that will be a strike and and you know a, a pitch that the catcher butchers and it goes between his legs and the rest of it if it caught you know right at the they'll call it a strike and it'll it'll change the game but no. you know progress what are you going to do progress Chalk it up to the progress of man. Ugh. Why the tone? I mean, you're saying words that are positive, but your tone is as if it's negative. How, how interesting. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think about the World Series being best of eight so some years you could have a tie?
2: <laughs> I like that idea, Michael.
1: Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>
2: show. So here's an issue that is, uh, as long as it lasts, Trump's going to be able to hit hard. He was in New Hampshire last night in front of a roaring crowd. Is there anybody doing badly with the 401k? I'd like to not talk to that person. Does anybody have a 401k where they're doing badly, please? Don't don't put up your hand. I don't believe it. No, the 401ks, they're up. 90%, 95%. I always tell the story. People come up to me, they say, I want to thank you. My wife
0: thinks I'm a total loser, sir. She thinks I am the worst person with money, with financial. She thinks I'm just horrible in the last three years. I'm up
2: 94%, sir. She thinks I'm a total genius when it comes to father. She loves me again. She didn't love me before, sir. She loves me again, that tells you something about money, doesn't it? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> he what do you mean? You know. <laughs> but we were, oh, we were just talking with someone whose father, a lifelong Democrat, is all on board with Trump with because of the 401K. Look uh, what it's done to my uh, retirement situation. And this number out today from Gallup, 59, let's call it 60%. It's close enough. Sixty percent. 60% of Americans say they are better off financially today than they were a year ago. And this is the highest number Gallup has ever had three-quarters predict they will be better off a year from now. Wow. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. You'd have to be Donald Trump and do something wacky to lose with those numbers out there. I mean, because that's just, that's unbeatable territory right there. Yeah. There's almost no way that lasts clear to November, is there? I mean, people have been saying that for quite a while. Yeah, this I, is the lar- longest expansion growth situation we've ever had in the nation's history.
1: I think I announced last week that it was the five-year anniversary of me saying to my financial guy, there's no way this keeps going up. <laughs> right.
2: Don't. Yeah.
1: yeah so, we'll see. Anyway, well, we will a, see. These are wacky times. Trump's a wacky guy. You know, if he were a more conventional Republican, I'm not sure we'd be in this spot. Um, but having said that, if he were a more conventional Republican, there's no way in hell he'd lose. None. Zero. With economic numbers like that and optimism like that.
2: If you're into the whole New Hampshire primary thing, it will start getting results at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific tonight. After the polls close and get a better idea who he might be running against.
1: I'm sorry, i got to go back to that. If, if 75% of the polls say things are good and they're almost surely getting better, how much taste is there for a quote-unquote revolution? That chucks the entire system and, and throws it all to. We'll see if this works instead. You wouldn't think a lot. You wouldn't think a lot. No, you four flushing fat ass donkey cop. I'm working on my Joe Biden insults. <laughs> you cheating snake face tuna sailor. Four flushing. Right?
2: So this is all off the <laughs> pony boy
1: the uh, what was You're it again line dog face pony soldier that's it yeah which appears to be just massacring a line from a 1952 tyrone power movie entitled pony soldier but he thought it was something everybody would get cuz he didn't feel a need to explain it 1952 tyrone power movie your line dog face pony soldier what happens <laughs> is standing bear who's the uh, the uh, indian chief as i understand it says the pony soldier speaks with the tongue of the snake that rattles and the uh, the soldier comes back with, and this is a zinger. It is standing bear who speaks with a forked tongue. And so in so other ex- words, he said, "No, I'm not. You are." <laughs> so and then Biden somehow over the uh, sixty years, seventy years, said, "You're a lion, dog faced pony soldier." Okay. You're a lion, dog faced pony soldier. And That's... thought everybody'd catch that fractured reference to truly a, a forgotten tidbit of movie history. I don't know. He's wacky. He is wacky. He is wacky.
2: Uh, latest from the Harvey Weinstein trial, I'm really getting concerned that the guy is going to walk out of there a free man, free to rape again.
1: Uh, tell you what, he's a, he is a top-tier predator of human beings. One of their skills is finding people who are troubled enough that you can, you know, prey on them, which is sickening and sad. But And he's got
2: money for really, really good defense lawyers.
1: Yep.
0: And authorities say such a large breach could allow Chinese intelligence to use the stolen information to lock in on specific U.S. government officials as espionage targets.
2: The stolen information may tell Chinese intelligence which U.S. officials are facing financial difficulties and might be willing to take cash in exchange for spying. China, You may have heard by now. So that giant, giant hacking that happened a couple of years ago were hacked of the country's financial information got stolen. It was the Chinese government that did that. Now, come on, China! Not just, you know, some criminal syndicate. Well, it is a criminal syndicate. It's also the government of China. Uh, The
1: world's most populous nation.
2: And according to ABC News up there on Good Morning America, part of the hacking was, well, figure out who's got financial difficulties Mm -hmm. and approach them and say, okay, see you're uh, struggling here. Kind of upside down. Probably shouldn't have bought that boat. Anyway, give you $100,000 if you take this thumb drive in.
1: Sure. And they mentioned f- f- officials. Well, that might include university professors. Please see recent hotlines. Uh, Chinese nationals living in the country. Chinese students. Uh, American citizens. American citizens. With jobs in sensitive industries, or, work, or industries where there are secrets to steal.
2: Sure, people that work at the water plant, or the electric grid, or whatever. It could be all kinds of people.
1: Right. Just, hey, look, we're not going to do anything, but we want the plans. We know you're $100,000 in debt. Here's a hundred. So something. Just let me give you a very quick version of this, because I've mentioned it a couple times, and we're just a busy show today, and haven't squeezed it in yet, but... They got names, birth dates, social security numbers, just your most sensitive information. Um, and, and there's a description in, at wired.com, which is uh, computer experts will say, Why is it so dumbed down? And uh, laymen will think, What do all those words mean? So I'll just try to put it right in the middle for you, somewhere in the sweet spot of our ability to understand. But dates back to the hack of the Office of Personnel Management. Um, Revealed in 2015, Chinese hackers stole reams of highly sensitive data relating to government workers. Um, The big hack. March of 2017, Apache Software Foundation announced that some of its versions of its, its software had a vulnerability that could allow attackers to remotely do bad stuff. Equifax, which uses that framework, ignored the warnings. Within a few weeks, Chinese hackers were inside Equifax's systems, And then um, they ran weeks of reconnaissance, running queries to get themselves a better sense of Equifax's database structure and how many records it contained. Then in May, they say one of the hackers ran a structured query language command to identify general details about a data table, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, they went on to upload so-called web shells to gain access to Equifax's web server. Then they collected credentials, unfettered access to back-end databases, from there they feasted the indictment alleges the hackers ran a series of SQL commands to find especially valuable data eventually they located repository names addresses, social security numbers, birth dates they ran thousands of queries and on and on and on it went they installed themselves as Equifax executives in effect, had access to everything Blake Shelton
2: and Pitbull have a new song together
1: finally okay Together at last.
2: Wow. Um, Harvey Weinstein trial, this story. So mentioned uh, this man-woman. She was an actress, and he uh, almost certainly raped her. I mean, I believe he's a rapist. But they also dated for a long time and had consensual sex by her admission for a long time, many times before the rape and many times after the rape. Yeah. And then, uh, as we've mentioned on the show, there's all kinds of emails going around with her saying, you know, I was the best sex of my life, and uh, you know you're my best thing that ever happened to me, and just a variety of things that don't seem like the kind of things you would say about someone who raped you.
1: Well, and she says it was always toxic and being used and unhealthy, but she said those things. I mean,
2: one of the details that came out uh, yesterday was she changed her phone. Mo- she changed phones five different times during this period. And the one person she always made sure had her latest phone number was Harvey Weinstein. So it wasn't to, like, get away from him so he couldn't text her anymore for booty calls. It was to make sure she he had the latest number. Wow. Uh, I do think he's a rapist. The question is, can you throw somebody in prison with this information out there? I'd have trouble as a juror if I didn't know Harvey Weinstein.
1: Well, listen, and, yeah, you can't let that prejudice you. We have this amazing system where the government can't just say, you're an inconvenience or crazy or a counter-revolutionary or whatever they want to say or a criminal and you get thrown in jail unless 12 of your fellow citizens say, yep, beyond a reasonable doubt, they're right about that. It's a it's a wonderful protection.
2: So a friend of hers, one of her best friends, this woman named Coco, uh, testified yesterday. She's a Brazilian actress that Harvey was also, I'm sure, trying to get with. One of Harvey Weinstein's rape accusers called the disgraced movie mogul her spiritual soulmate, and said she had the best orgasm of her life with him, according to Coco on the stand yesterday. So this is what happens if you get raped, and you decide to prosecute somebody powerful. You will be on the stand, and they will bring up friends of yours from years back, and cross-examine your best friends mm-hmm. to try to get information out of them. Right. That, that's a. I can see why people don't want to go down that road. Yeah, it's rough. Anyway, um... Coco was asked on the stand what Mann had revealed about her affair with Weinstein, which the accusers acknowledged was partly consensual. Did Mann ever have a conversation with you regarding Harvey about her interactions with him being the best orgasm she has ever had? Weinstein's lawyer asked Coco. She did volunteer that information at some point. Is that relevant? I guess it's relevant, right? Apparently, I mean, it was... A,
1: Barely. It happened, but... Well, it speaks to their consensual relationship, I guess. But listen to this part. Coco glanced at
2: Weinstein and smiled as she was called to the witness stand at the Manhattan trial.
1: What's going on there? You almost want to call expert witnesses who talk about how people will debase themselves for a career in show business. To what extent they'll sell their souls and do things that are disgusting... To get with the powerful for a chance at fame. That's that's what's going on here, clearly. But what was Coco when she took the stand
2: looking over at Weinstein and smiling?
1: Hoping for a part in his next Brazilian-themed or,
2: feature film
1: or something, I don't know.
2: Or has the super gazillionaire gotten to her and her family and already bought them a boat or a house or put a million dollars in their bank account? Yeah. Who knows? Well, you think that's she'd the
1: be he... not stupid enough to smile at him and look at him? You would hope so. Just walk in stone face, baby. All right, let's not make this obvious.
2: I mean, he is the guy who hired the uh, uh, Mossad from Israel to go after people, right? And and get dirt on him. Who knows what? He, I don't know. I just thought he's that was capable weird. of
1: virtually any evil. I mean, he, that much is clear.
2: He, he he could have threatened her in horrifying ways. He could have given her a million dollars. Right? Who knows? In fact, it almost seems impossible that he hasn't tried to do both. I don't know. I I I, I wouldn't be surprised as I'm following this that uh, that he walks. That the jury thinks he could be a rapist, but can I throw at the guy in jail for the rest of his life when this woman was talking about him being her soulmate?
1: Right. Right. And, yes, uh, a husband, a wife, a, a husband, a boyfriend, whatever, can rape a woman. Sure, the law is pretty clear on that. But it's got to be beyond a reasonable doubt. You know, it's just it's another great example of how this guy is such an expert predator. He was able to identify troubled women or uh, insecure women and, and reel them in and abuse them. And then they'd run away. Then he'd reel them back in. And often they're complicit in it the dream of fame or his power and wealth and importance. It was just intoxicating to them. But I don't know. That's just so sad. And her uh,
2: friend Coco described how they, when they first met, and uh, man really throws herself at Harvey and uh, pinches his cheek and kisses him on the neck. I like you. You're cute and that sort of thing. And there's nothing cute about him. I mean, that was purely a, I want something from you gesture. Um, I don't know how that
1: plays with the jurors. So this is serious to the point of being sickening. But I've got to ask, any more uh, testimony about his junk? There's that one weird uh, deal about it It was like he was burned or and had no testicles. Right.
2: No, I've not heard anything else. And then no? they showed the pictures. Oh. of him naked Durr. to the jurors, so the jurors Durr. know whether that story's true or not. I suppose after the trial, they'll be on. Uh, they'll be interviewed on CNN or something at some point, and we'll find out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a right to find yeah. out. What a weird thing to find out. We have a right to see those pictures, Jack. Why don't you look at them yeah, and not. tell
2: me all about them? I'll be all right. Yeah, here. You tell me how <coughs> oh, it turns out. Uh-huh. I asked first.
1: Oh, where do we go from here? Transition music. That's where, Michael.
2: We um, hit it. Oh, boy. This one. Excellent.
0: Aaron. Everybody knows the words. <laughs> I, forgot I, was, I forgot all about Harvey Weinstein's
2: junk due to that music. We could play audio from Michael Bloomberg a little bit later. There's there, there's a tape that just came out of him saying some stuff that might not play well with black voters. So uh oh. We'll
1: get to that later. All right. Plus, speaking to the government, just a final um, note. We've topped a trillion dollars in annual new federal federal debt for the coming year. Not total, that's new. That's more than a trillion dollars additional onto our current national debt. Divide by 365 days, divide by the number of people in the country, writes Matt. Holy yes, you're really close to a $1,000 in new deficit spending per day per person. Anybody feel like they're a $1,000 worth of value beyond the painful taxes they pay every day? Well, you know what? If something cannot go on forever, it will end.
2: Um. Hey, Michael, when we come back, which of these three things that you brought us do you like the best? Find a guy a girlfriend and he'll give you $25,000? Or guy builds house to hold Indiana Jones items? <laughs> I like him because that one's short and mockable. Or mom wrestles an otter that got into her house. We have audio on all three of those.
1: An otter? Yeah, I like number two and three. Otter Invasion.
2: So uh, that are you of, at risk? That and how much trouble is Michael Bloomberg in with this audio on the way?
1: Armstrong and Getty
2: There's been a lot of dumpster diving. A lot of these are rescue pieces. I did a lot of growing up in front of the movie screen with Harrison Ford, not just Indiana Jones, but all of his uh, characters that he's portrayed. And for some reason, it seems like I walked away with every movie of his with some kind of lifestyle or some kind of philosophy about how I wanted to live my life.
1: No matter where I go,
2: what I do, this is always going to be part of me. I don't have a choice. There's a guy who built a house to hold his Indiana Jones memorabilia. Oh and he walked away from each Indiana Jones movie with some sort of philosophy. Well,
1: every Harrison Ford movie. For living his life. Please. How's he have enough money to build an extra house? Got to be a trust fund kid. Millennials start eating in at home when we get accused of killing the restaurants. Where's the outcry for this guy killing the housing market? Hmm? What's <laughs> right. Aren't there some single mothers who ought to be occupying his house instead of his... Harrison Ford <laughs> memorabilia. So why would we
2: talk about this audio that's come out about Michael Bloomberg today? Well, the latest national poll has him in third place. That's how much he's gone up from from not running to spending. This is the math: thirty-eight dollars per second oh. since he's entered the race months ago. Wow! He spent three hundred million dollars so far, or something like that. It's just it's an, it's astounding. A, yeah, yeah. It's an insane amount. Um, but nationally, uh, Bernie's in first place by eight points. Biden's still hanging in, but that's just name recognition at this point, isn't it? And Bloomberg is in third at 15. By the way, uh, Joe Biden has left New Hampshire and called off his event tonight. So you usually have an event on the night in case you win or so you can spin your loss or whatever. Mm. He, he he shut her down and is on the plane to South Carolina.
1: It's a good he, sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the spin. Yeah, there's no spinning fifth place or whatever he's expected to get.
2: Yeah, with his polls just cratering in South Carolina, he's lost half his black support in, in weeks. But where's it gone, Jack? I don't know. To, to uh, what's he's, his name? He was setting you up there for the... For yeah, the to medicine. Bloomberg? Bloomberg. That God, exactly, uh, to a large extent, Is that yeah. what people
1: believe? Yes, I'm, I'm fine on my own over here, Sean. Is that what people believe? Uh, yeah, well, so it would seem. I mean, the numbers have matched quite nicely.
2: I don't know. I've seen so many different polls on this, and they all none of them make any sense. Elizabeth's people go to Pete, and Biden's people go to Bernie, and just none of them make any sense. To Which me. polls? All of them. Um. Okay. 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 But anyway, uh, Bloomberg is well. He's going to be a player, and so this these pieces of audio came out today specifically around the issue of race. What's the first one? This one's leaked. Yeah, this was a, a leaked audio from a 2015 speech, I believe, in some, some sort of Aspen conference of okay.
1: things that he went to.
2: Oh, uh, here we go.
1: Ninety-five percent of your murders and murderers and murder victims fit one of You can just take the description, zero it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male minorities, fifteen twenty-one. That's true in New York. it's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime mean, is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get killed. She's going to be want to spend the money for a lot of cops in the
2: street, put those cops where the crime is, which means in a minority neighborhood. So, this is one of the unintended consequences is people say, oh my God. Okay, I'm you not know. sure the audio is good enough for people to understand it, so that just proves that it exists, and I'll read the print. 95% of murders, murderers, and murder victims fit 1MO. You can just take a description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops, Bloomberg said. They are male minorities, 16 to 25. That's true in New York. That's true in virtually every city. Then they don't understand what he said. That's where the real crime is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that are getting killed. So one of the unintended consequences of people say, Oh, my God, you're arresting kids for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes, that's true. why? Because we put all the cops in the minority neighborhoods. but why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is.
1: That is it's so true. it's so obvious and everybody knows it but the, the blacks are disproportionately arrested, blah blah blah. It's because, you know the, the cops are frequently trying to save black lives in the really rough neighborhoods.
2: He goes on to say and the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is to throw them up against the wall and frisk them. And then they start, oh, I don't want to get caught. So they don't bring the gun. They still have a gun, but they leave it at home. The headline that's coming out of this is uh, Bloomberg says, throw black kids up against the wall.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good headline if you're trying to take Bloomberg down a peg or 10.
2: And, uh, And this is an actual speech he gave into a radio microphone. They just keep saying, oh, it's a disproportionate percentage of a particular ethnic group. That may be, but it's not a disproportionate percentage of those who witnesses and victims describe as committing the murder. In that case, incidentally, I think we disproportionately stop whites too much and minorities too little. I think, um, I'll bet he can back that up mathematically, but that's not going to matter to <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. If only math and logic were what swayed voters, Jack. No, he's, he's, uh, this will wound him seriously. Oh, yeah. And those who oppose him will have this uh, blaring from every TV screen in South Carolina as quickly as possible. Nobody's and ever, elsewhere if necessary.
2: Nobody's ever gotten the nomination of the Democratic Party without winning the black vote. Um... Times change, maybe this isn't going to be true, maybe the Elizabeth Warren educated, angry women who are mad on behalf of other people yes. are, the, are the new uh, crowd you got to woo, I don't know, but we'll see. That ain't good news for Bloomberg
1: right there. No, that's going to be rough.
2: Who put it's, that out? Trump's people put that out? Is that who you said, Hanson? So Trump's worried about Bloomberg.
1: Well, you know, it could be. as the, uh, you know, various horses uh, take to the lead, you, you do what you can to smack them backward in some sort of full contact horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm, uh, I'm I'm picturing the chariot scene from, uh, what's it, Ben-Hur?
2: Or, uh, yeah.
1: Anyway. You dog-faced pony soldier. I think that you see my point. Yeah, you're going to take a pot shot at him just because he's coming up in the polls. But I wonder if... But he's not if... taking
2: pot shots at... He doesn't want to take pot shots at Bernie coming up in the polls, I don't think. I mean, he calls him Crazy Bernie, but...
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, You'd have to ask a Nate Silver or a uh, Real Clear Politics or something. So much conventional wisdom is no longer very useful. These are just strange times politically and the rest of it. I wonder if it is possible now for a Democrat to woo so many overly woke, dopey, suburban white women that you don't (laughs) need the black vote like you used to.
2: I think that's kind of what Trump is counting on. That's why he's angling so much with these various you know, highlights throughout the State of the Union address. Yeah. If he can get 10% of the black vote that Republicans have never gotten in the past, he's
1: unbeatable. Yes. Clearly true. We'll see. You know, I tweeted. uh,
2: How much time do we have, Michael? We're stopping too few white people and too many minorities is not a soundbite that's going to play well in an ad.
1: Uh, Backward. The other way around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. They will hammer him with that. And on we go, everybody. <laughs> the lane is clear for and it'll
2: Bernie. Make, <laughs> and it'll make us all like each other more.
1: Exactly. It'll be the net result. Feeling
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.